Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's In This League. With Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. Welcome back. It is In This League, Hour 2, right here on the Sports Grid. Bogman Welsh. You can find us on Twitter at Is It Welsh? At Bogman Sports. Talking a little bit of MLB. Snell says reduce pay, not worth it to play in 2020. Uh, also on top, I believe MLB is proposing using PED test lab for a COVID test. I don't know if we talked about that at all, Bogman, but you know, that's been a big question that's uh, popped up in everybody's mind is, Hey, how the hell are, you know, how the hell are you going to justifiably from a moral perspective, have all these guys be tested and MLB is like, well, we have a lab and we'll, right. We'll produce all of our own tests internally. Like I said, there's always answers to all these I very still intense questions. That's good enough. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I don't think that's good enough because it's like, Oh, you have your own lab. Well, why don't you open it up to the public? Yeah, you well, I mean, I mean, that's a great question. That is actually a very great question. Um, probably the best thing. Again, baseball, it, it need, they're towing this line that I think MLB, you know, Rob Manfred is one of, uh, proving to be one of the worst commissioners in baseball right now. Um, okay. Baseball just has a really um, great track record of horrible commissioners. And baseball, it, yeah, they're, they're towing this line that I think they need to be very careful about where they have painted themselves into being an incredible bad guy. And what's amazing about this is this is the role that Roger Goodell had for so long. Roger Goodell was the bad guy in sports because of a lot of different things. And, you know, you have the Brady stuff and the Patriots and, you know, even some internal social things like Barstool. And, you know, he's been a really big bad guy. Well, guess what's happened during this? Football has, ha- has been able to make all the right moves. They've done it. Goodell has actually, his stance has lightened a bit. You know, he, he looks better. Baseball looks like, you know, this villain group that they're coming in and they're, you know, ah, we're, you know, we're losing money. Players need to take less money, this, that, and the other thing. They need to be really careful about how they move forward and they need to start changing the perspective of um, who they are, because if you're if you will not come back without all the players taking on all the financial responsibility, and to this point, if you're going to have your own lab of tests and you're only going to produce them for players, it's another bad optic. They probably would be best to say for every player test we have, we are going to be making one that's also for the public. They need to really start thinking about PR and stop thinking about 
the bottom and top line of their business for 2020 when there should be reserves upon reserves of money that one year of devastation shouldn't be a problem. What the hell would happen if there wasn't an yeah, agreement aren't you on billionaires? the yeah, But what I, would I mean, happen if the CBA yeah. had a problem, Boggs? There could be a whole season that could be wrecked because of a CBA. We've seen that before. Right. Would they be calling for, you know, an, a complete government reestablishment and just a complete destruction of everything we know and for their business plan? No, they should be prepared for years. That, that would mean they're irresponsible at this point. They should right. be prepared and they should start turning around the public relations side of this really, really damn quick because the players. They are, uh, if this was a scale, they are tipping the scale even further and stuff like this lab, to your point, I hadn't even thought about that. It's another thing that you add on to the scale of the bad guys that MLB is looking like. Right, right. And look, it's, uh, it's not hard for public figures to look bad because the bad always outweighs the good every single time. So for as much as all the players have been helping out their local communities and having charities and and all of that stuff, plus the owners, too. I mean, the owners are doing it a lot. You know, they're donating money all over the place. A lot of these uh, places, you know, a lot of these teams, not all of them, but a lot of them are keeping their furloughed employees on their full-time salary, even though they're not working. You know, the concession people and stuff like that, the people who actually, like, have to have that money to live on a day-to-day basis, they're getting it from a lot of them. Not all of them. I think the A's and the Marlins are furloughing people and stuff like that, but... Uh, you know, so all of that, all of these things in the middle of this, you know, pandemic are good, but it's not the main thing. The main thing you do is own a team and have the team play. And if, uh, you know, you're putting the brakes on that over money, everyone's going to be upset that, that it's not happening. And it's not only, you know, it's not only the players, it's people like us that get affected because we watch the sports and report back. And that's kind of our job. You know what I mean? So uh, and everyone else in the stadiums and everyone else, uh, you know, uh, sports writers and TV people and all that stuff are all losing because this sport does, is not playing right now. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the owners need to, you know, take a giant step back, look at this from anyone else's perspective and understand that you just got to get this done. Whatever, you know, the players aren't going to buy into your BS. So just do the right thing. Go with the original agreement and start playing baseball. Yeah, That's what I mean, and that, you know, to, to Bauer's thing, I mean, ba- Bauer's got an interesting argument going on, too. He put They're another, making me agree with Trevor Bauer. Well, sure. Like, and that's what's happening Unfortunately, That's this the has been happening we're for, living in. This has been happening for like a year, though, now, with the cheating scandal as well. We had to agree with Trevor Bauer. Yeah. But, like, you know, Bauer's digging himself a little bit of a hole because I, I guess, you know, there's always going to be people in his mentions, and there's a lot of people in his mentions that, because he comes off so badly there's just people that don't like him like me, but I just don't, I don't need to get involved in it, but he's just brass about everything that I think a lot of people were in his mentions about how his tactic of talking about this was. So he put out another tweet and it's kind of interesting. Some of the the backlog that's going on with it, where he says to all the people still big mad at my mentions, I'm assuming y'all are in favor of business owners treating their employees, however they want longer hours, more risk, less pay, less benefits. Am I correct in that assumption? I'm trying to understand your argument. And there's a lot of, um, I mean, there's there's a lot of stunting going on in there, and he's even backtracking about it. But like, there's a lot of organizations. Let's just use this hypothetical. Let's let's say there is this like hypothetical company that like I worked for. Let's say that makes lots of money, and let's say hypothetically, you know, my branch was doing really really well, and then hypothetically they absolutely cut under our feet a whole bunch of the salary when it really didn't seem justified. You know, it's hard to stomach. 
every it's all hard to stomach for any of us right now with any like Fortune 500 type of companies or the biggest businesses in the world like MLB that you're saying that half of a season or one year is going to decimate your business to the level that you have to put it back on the consumer and your own employees just to get by there this is this is another worldly event that we haven't seen before this isn't just like your bottom line and normal stuff this should be a standard where places have the opportunity to change the culture and change the perception and baseball is doing the exact opposite of it and you're seeing it in the players. Bauer has a decent argument, Bogman. He said, and he keeps repeating it, and I, I can't argue too much, is that they had an agreement. They had yeah. an agreement on a 50% or game-for-game game paycheck cut, and the players agreed, and now they're coming back, and, they, and they're and they changing it up, and you are pissing the players off, and it is getting fans against each other, and ba- baseball has not looked this bad in the last 18 months since the steroid era, since... Yeah, all I mean, if yeah. we thought the the Houston uh, Astros uh, garbage uh, pan garbage garbage pan garbage can garbage uh, pan. cheating thing was bad, now look on top of all this. It's it's horrible optics. I am shocked there's not somebody out there that's just like, hey, let's just like do good for a little bit. Let's see how that works. <laughs> let's just maybe flip this up a little bit and see if we can change the perspective. But it's and, not. And I gotta be honest, dude. Like, if they hadn't already worked out an agreement, I would be like, "Well, you know, okay, nothing's agreed on for this year anyway. So let's go to the the table." And this is the first thing that the owners are coming up with. Okay, well, you have to consider it because it's the first thing. But it's not the first thing. It's you know they had an agreement done already for this year, yeah. and now the owners are coming back and backing out of it. Like, if they didn't have if they hadn't agreed a month ago on uh, all of this stuff and the, you know, Tony Clark and, and um, the MLB and everyone hadn't sat down and hashed all of this stuff out already, like we already went through the hardest part, which is agreeing on the money. We've already done that part. So why would we go do it again now and make it even more difficult? So this is 100% on the owners here. And I'm not like a, you know, uh, we have some guys that just don't like, the owners because they're billionaires and they should be paying for everything. And and that's, that's okay. Like people are allowed to have whatever opinion they have of these people. I'm not like that. I'm just kind of like, let's just do what's right. And you've already agreed on something. That's what you're doing. I'm sorry. Like if, if I'm a player and and if I'm Blake Snell, if I'm anybody else, I'm just like, yeah, no, I won't play this year though. So I'll skip it. Players have, uh, they had, they have a, the momentum is is on their side, and I think it's the, absolutely on their side. Yeah, they've got a lot going with it, and that's why I, I firmly stay here. And, and you're just not going to have an agreement where owners would be willing to risk this season financially if they're at this level. I just don't think it's going to happen. So that's why, um, even through all of the chaos, I still have optimism that this is going to get worked out. But it all it's always going to get money. It's just like politics. Right before things are settled, right before the stimulus bill was gone done, you had people pointing and screaming, and you would think it's the the end and everything was going to cancel and not work. But people have to position and politic for the future and for the now. And um, even though it looks messy and the players are more outspoken than ever, I do think it will uh, it'll relatively get worked out. But you might have some more players that get a little bit more outspoken unless there's a resolution. But resolutions probably got to happen like- in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I just hope that for this show next week, we're just on here going like, yeah, they figured it out and all that stuff was, it was real dramatic, but it's over with now. That's yeah. what I, I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. Hey, you so think? We'll you see. think? 
No, I don't. No. I, don't. <laughs> I think it's going to drag on for a month. So uh, I, I don't think. Oh, well, I think it, it has to get settled by the end of May. If it's not, mm-hmm. that's uh, especially if they're talking about spring training 2.0, then uh, I think I think it's really in trouble, which is possible. I don't think it will. I don't think I don't think you solve this problem uh, in two weeks. I mean, uh, the only way you do is if the owners go, all right, fine, whatever, you know, uh, but I don't see them doing that. Well, so it's possible. It definitely is. Uh, what did the Florida governor say about the Marlins again? <laughs> he said that uh, you can go to Marlins games. That's social distancing anyway, because the crowds are so light in, in Florida. So I thought that was pretty funny. Of course. If, oh, you can't say that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, oh, let Let's have a little sense of humor. You weren't going to Marlins games before COVID-19 anyway, people. It wasn't going to happen. So, you know, uh, most people, I'm sorry to the 10,000 people in the greater Miami area that are super passionate about the Marlins. Uh, that, that's that's it. Those are the people that go. So. I will tell you, I think uh, Florida will be the home of the first games with uh, fans in the stands. I do think that, 100%, yeah, without so. question. And there might be other teams. I think... Arizona and Florida are both going to house a couple other teams for some period of time, and that'll uh, make it easier for some people. Uh, I don't think Arizona has. Uh, I mean, are are they going to allow people in the stadiums? I know they're going to allow the the teams to play, but no, I'm saying teams. No, no, I I think Arizona. I think Florida's the first place that is going to yeah. open up for fans. But I'm saying Florida and Arizona. I think will be housing a couple teams, so I couldn't predict. What team will it be? The Marlins or the Rays? You might literally have the Yankees playing in Florida at you know yeah, one of their complexes. True. So it could be the Yankees that have the first one with fans. But I'm I'm assured Florida will be the first place where fans play, and I think there's a high probability that they're. I don't know. I'd probably say at least well, ten percent of MLB would only be three teams. I think you could have upwards of twenty percent of MLB teams uh, displaced, and that's really just me saying. You know, California and New York would be. Well, I mean, you got the Padres, Dodgers, Angels, yeah. uh, Giants and A's all out there. And then Mets and Yankees in New York where, you know, the biggest stuff is happening right now. So that's seven teams right there. So, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Those teams could get. So that's, you know, that right there is like 20 percent, uh, maybe a tiny bit over are going to be displaced for some period of time. So baseball can kind of get rolling into July, but you know, we'll see, man, there's a big, uh, infight and it'll be interesting to see if more players keep, um, you know, keep at it and keep talking about it. One of the, one of the more sad things, and, and I think it was because of my experience a couple of years ago with it and really how great the last one was, but, uh, another victim of this process, at least in sports and the cancellation, uh, WBC moved back two yeah. years. It was initially just canceled. It just said canceled 2021. And then it was, uh, it is at least saved for a couple of years, but man, I'll tell you, there were some qualifiers that were going to be played here in March. And I had, I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this. There was not any great teams were coming here in Arizona. There was a couple and they didn't have all the players on them, but there was, I think the Dominican Republic was coming here for a small series in like March 24th. I want to say it was, and I had made a note in my phone about it because Wander Franco was going to be on that team. And, and he's he, like the biggest prospect that you just haven't seen yet, right? He, he, 100%. I mean, he, he's number one on the list, and I haven't seen him, but he is like one of the very few in my top like 50 that I haven't seen in person. 
and I had made a note in my phone and it just said, you know, Wander Franco WBC and I forgot about it. And then obviously everything, you know, canceled, they canceled the event. And then that day I got yep. this notification on my phone about it. And I was like, oh, I'm sad now. this is sad because I wanted to go see him. And there were a couple other players, but like we had some of those qualifiers, some players coming here, they play some of them in Arizona. So a couple years ago, I got to go see the um, actual like Puerto Rico team and it might've been another one, but it was like, I got to meet Javi Baez and Carlos Correa at that game. Miggy played Carlos Gonzalez. Like I was at one or two of the games and it was incredible. The players I'm watching play. saw Carlos Gonzalez rock a Homer and that's gone. And the games, the yeah. last WBC were just incredible. And so is another kind yeah, of, I remember bummer. that Adam Jones catch uh, in San Diego. That was nuts. I mean, Wasn't that, that the last one? Yeah, that was the last one. I mean, that's like a, that's an all time moment. That was an all time picture yeah. too. Yeah, it was amazing. So yeah. uh, I love the world baseball classic and uh, you know, it's just fun. I know some people don't like it. They want it back in the Olympics and stuff. And this is kind of the way it's done so that it's not in the Olympics or because it's not in the Olympics. Uh, but I, I really like the World Baseball Classic. I'm just glad that, you know, they just they just push it back two years and that's that. And, you know, like the whole thing isn't folding up and shuttering up shop like uh, the XFL and other places have. So, uh, you know, just push it back two years. I'm OK with that. Yeah. We'll get there. Did you, know? you see uh, we're going to talk football when we come back. I, is this real? Are they, they're doing a Scarface reboot. I didn't see that. Oh, why would you? I did not see that. Uh, well, okay, but here, okay. No, let me, let me raise you why it actually now might be interesting. The, cause I found this article, Scarface a reboot has found a new director with a script from the Coen brothers. Oh my God! Really, I mean, the wow. Cohen brothers. I don't like that. The Cohen, all the Cohen brothers do is make amazing, amazing stuff. But I guess um, there was this has been since 2011. Multiple filmmakers have been attached to direct a reimagining of uh, Scarface. You've had David Yates, a couple other dudes. They all dropped out for various reasons, and then um, they got a script off from Joel and Ethan Cohen's version. Wow, I can't even imagine what the hell you do with this. How the hell do you remake who, that movie? Who is going to play uh, Al Pacino in that? Uh, Tony Montana. I don't know. It. Ha- I mean, they'd probably not want to do another Al Pacino like playing. You know, a comp- they'd probably want to have. Uh, I don't know. Who do you have? Yeah, I have no idea. So um, big actor. That, yeah, it's I know who it is. Be a big Actor. Jimmy is Smith. Cage? Jimmy Smith. Uh, That's who oh, it's got to be. Smith, of course. They got to be Jimmy Smith. Smith. All right, we got to go to break. Everybody knows it's Jimmy Smith. We'll be right back. Jimmy Smith. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Welcome back. It's uh, ITL right here on Sports Grid. Bogman Welsh, come and check us out in this league.com. If you would like, my friends, come and support your boys. Independent podcast. So uh, when you do it, you are directly hooking your boys up. And we got lots and lots of cool stuff. So uh, check us out in this league.com. I'm just like, in fast, I am fascinated, infatuated with like a reimagining of uh, Scarface, which is a tripped out movie. And I can't even, I can't even fathom like who. I mean, the Cohen brothers. You can't get a, you can't get a well, better set of writers to do the script. But I just don't know who you put in the cast. Like I, I immediately think the Michelle Pfeiffer role. You immediately go to um, a Margaret Robbie. But then you're just making like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, Margot Le- Robbie. Margot Robbie. What I say? Yeah, Margaret Robbie. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie. Her, you could just have her and Leo. Leo would make a great Scarface character. Yeah, yeah, that, that that'd be fine. All, all I know is that if you're going to have this movie, don't let Lashawn McCoy go see it early because he will spoil it. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. That there's a good reference <laughs> from a year or two ago. What brings this up? Uh, well, what brings it up is that uh, Lashawn McCoy was on uh, NFL Network the other day, and Kyle Brandt, the one of the guys from Good Morning. Uh, football brought it up. He said, uh, he said, uh, you know, talking about the Avengers tweet, he said, you ruined the movie for a bunch of people. And he said, um, what, what he was doing in that was he was like him and his, his son have been watching. They've watched all the Marvel movies and they go to see it. And he's, he was like, he said he was interviewing his son and then like tweeting out what his son was saying. And uh, the tweet that he had said, by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, because I remember this. I remember this moment of what LaShawn McCoy did. But luckily, like I had seen the movie, so this didn't screw it up for me. But spoiler. Right. Right. So he said, my dog, Tony Stark, died. Uh, And then he put in a quote from his kid and it was something along the lines of, you know, why did it have to be Tony Stark? Why couldn't they have killed Captain America? Or something like that. Like his kid was just very upset. So wait, 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 hold on. Was that. he thought is he his excuse is he thought he was messaging his kid? No, no, he didn't think he was messaging his kid. He just uh, he had no idea what the impact of spoiling the movie would be. So he was just like, I apparently he had been doing this all the time where he would ask his kid something and his kid would give him a funny answer and he'd go on Twitter and quote it. You know what I mean? 
like, uh, you know, my my kid said that the dog smells bad, whatever it is, you know, just something goofy. Like he would put it in quotes and put, uh, you know, a shady junior uh, underneath it. And that's what that's what he did. He said, I can't believe they killed my dog, Tony Stark. And then he said, my son said, why? Why couldn't they just kill Captain America instead? So that was that was the whole thing. And he said that um, just all the hate that he got from that tweet, he said, and I, this surprised me, actually, because, yeah, it's bad and it's a bad form. And there's a lot of people that don't like oh, it was a bad moment. Down. I remember oh, yeah, when this terrible. went down, like it was uh, it was real bad for him in the mentions. And there was probably a lot of hate. But he said it was the biggest regret of his life was tweeting that out. Wow, because of really? what people said to him on, on Twitter. So uh, worst decision of my life is what he said. How many so, let me how many people do you think have that exact same thing where a tweet was the worst thing that's happened in their life? Um, not many. Not many. I, think I, have, I disagree. I have the interview with him here. You want me to play it real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Let's how long is it? Uh, it's like two and a half minutes. Uh, OK. Yeah. All right. So yeah. let me, uh, let I think me there's, I just it. disagree. I think there's a lot of people out there that actually, I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's like a one in five situation, but I think there's more than you think people out there that would say that, uh, a tweet was the worst thing that happened to them in their life. But all right, let's hear what LeSean right. McCoy had to say. This is him and Kyle Brandt on NFL network. As Ant-Man is certainly not your only link to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Shady, Uh-oh, let's go back go. over one year and I think you know where I'm going. All right. Let me yeah. set the stage for anybody who doesn't know. LaShawn, our friend here, LaShawn, got to see Avengers Endgame before <laughs> most of the country and the world. And oh. quickly, in all his excitement, went to Twitter.com and tweeted, and I quote, R.I.P. Yeah. to my dog, Tony Stark. It's a truly <laughs> historic LaShawn. tweet, LaShawn. You know your head's yeah. already in your hands. What did you, what, what was the fallout from this? And what did you learn from it? That was the worst decision of my life, okay? <laughs> to be honest, like, um, so, when, uh, at the Super Bowl, um, Ant-Man, he runs on the field, right? We're talking, and he's like, hey, Shady, this and that, you know, talking to each other. And my son, he, he's on my shoulders. I'm like, Sean, you know what it says? It's Ant-Man. Now, my son is extremely smart, right? He loves, like, all the cartoons, all the Marvel films. So, there, there's times we ask me the same question over, over and over. Daddy, do you think that Iron Man can beat Spider-Man, like, you know. So we go watch the movie, because I'm, yeah. I'm not familiar with this. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched, like, the, the, the Marvel films. I, I mean, I'm 31. I, I don't really watch it like yeah. I used to. But I didn't know that people watch it like that. So when we go watch the, <laughs> the movie, he's like, oh, now Iron Man and Spider-Man was, like, my favorite guys growing up. So he's like, the whole time, oh, my God. He's loud in the movie theater. So when we get out, I, I'm tweeting, we're talking. We play this game where, like, I, I interview him after everything. So he has a football game. I interview him. You know, he talks his trash. Yeah, uh-huh. they couldn't stop me today. LaShawn McCoy's song's too uh-huh. good. You got to hear him. This kid's crazy, <laughs> right? So I'm interviewing him about the, the, the uh, movie. And, and we're talking back and forth. And then I tweeted it, just having fun. But I didn't know, like, the, the, the reaction of the people. I didn't know that. If I knew that, I would have never tweeted that. I, I didn't know that people um, really like movies. Some cartoons like that. Oh, so yeah. I apologize. It was terrible. All right, you can yeah, stop. So that's, that's pretty much it. it. Yeah, yeah. Unsure the thing, so I'm not uh, kicking back. Um, I would say Madden should move his awareness down to a seven because, I mean, <laughs> I, I get that there's like a, them cartoons at the end. I didn't know people got into them cartoons like that. I, Come on, man. I don't know, man. I mean, it's like 
<laughs> like to be that disconnected to not realize that if you tweet a movie came out within five seconds and you tweet about it and you have a million followers or whatever he has that well, what do you mean you didn't realize people watched it like that like oh that they don't like the movie and the ending spoiled for them like what are you talking right. that I don't people know. don't like that in a normal. That's movie. a dummy. You can pick up any crappy movie and uh, you know just maybe don't spoil the end of it. That's just a dummy. You know? That's a dummy move to me. Like I hear that type of stuff and like like my head just kind of like what like just I guess is Lashawn on a team? Does he have a team right now? No, no, no. He he's not on a team. So and he was talking about meeting Paul Rudd at yeah. the uh, yeah, at the that. Super Bowl because Paul Rudd is a giant uh, Chiefs fan. So he had like the sideline pass and all that stuff. And he was standing next to Shady because Shady didn't get a jersey for, uh, you know, he didn't get a helmet anyway for the Super Bowl. He didn't play. So he was inactive. So he was over there with the son talking to Ant-Man while uh, everyone else was warming up. So <laughs> it's kind of weird to put that together, too. Yeah, so. I, I just um, I continuously have a hard time following. Like, I get that. I totally agree. It's a huge mistake and it's short sighted and it's cute. The whole thing with the, the son and stuff like that. But. Just the the ending there, the the back end of that to be like, I didn't know people watch it like you didn't know that people liked movies. So well, you just decided to like tweet about the it. Number one grossing movie like in the history of ever. And everyone went to go see it like he had to have had uh, maybe he doesn't How have a hard time getting the tickets because someone just does it for him, obviously. But you had to see all the people in the theater when you went to go see it like. That's something that, that, like, if Endgame, just imagine, Welsh, if Endgame was supposed to come out in, like, April, people would be losing their damn minds over that. Yeah. It would be worse than baseball and football, I think, if, if like, they push, because they push back the Black Widow movie to, like, November or something when it's supposed to come out in March. Yeah. Um, and they just uh, announced it, that that it's, like, a X-Men spinoff, The New Mutants, which was, uh, or... Yeah, I think it's a new mutants or something like that. It was like it's supposed to be the horror film. It's with um the Game of Thrones girl, who's the one that Arya. Arya's okay. in it. Yeah. And she's like one of the stars and it's Macy it's, Williams. Macy Williams, yeah. It's like a X-Men spin-off type of movie, but it was supposed to come out like a year or so ago, and it was gonna be this horror type of uh film, and then it got pushed back. Marvel bought the rights, and then that was supposed to be released, and then that movie is getting pushed back, and they're still keeping a theatrical release. I think they pushed it to October is when it's going to come out or something like that. But, yeah, that's just another in the line of those. I I, I just can't – the the, <laughs> the disconnect of that people enjoy movies, so I'll just talk about it. I mean, I guess it's newer. If you're not a big social media person, I suppose, but the guy, he is a social – he's on social media. Like, Yeah, I mean – To this I, day. I, I, I don't I don't know if I'm buying that excuse, but I would say that like someone in his position, you know, a dude that's just concentrating on football so much of the year, maybe he just doesn't pick up social cues since he's been in the NFL or something because he's so wrapped up in that stuff. But I still I like I don't think that that's how shady works. So maybe it is, but I just don't think I just wouldn't buy it. Like if he was selling me that shady's like, done, though, eh, right? you know. Uh, I don't know, man. No, yeah, I don't think he's done. I All think right. if he wants to play, someone will sign him. And he said the other day that uh, he could see himself back in Philly. So maybe backing up Miles Sanders uh, in Philly, which I don't like. Well, because... Carlos Hyde is the one that's being rumored to them. Yeah, yeah, he is right now. But I'm just telling you what Shady said like a week ago. So I don't know if there's rumors or whatever, but, um, you know, that 
they're going to sign an old guy, whether it's Shady or it's uh, Carlos Hyde. I think with the history, I'd just go ahead and sign Carlos Hyde. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Shady, Shady's you know had saying? issues. In Philly. Yeah, no, I'm saying. Sorry, you just pulled the Blake Snell yeah. there for a minute. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, you no, laughed I, about I, it, too. I, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, uh, like, I just don't want to. I, I don't want to see uh, Shady back in Philly if I'm in Philly. So I've had enough. You know, uh, that's it. And we've seen the end of that movie, and it was spoiled. So uh, I would not want him back. I'd rather just go with Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is fairly quiet. Yeah. So the number know. one selling NFL jersey I think is a little bit of a surprise while also maybe not being because it is a quarterback, but it's not who you guys think. It is a Florida quarterback, but it's not who you guys think. (laughs) Since the draft, the number one selling jersey is Tua Tungviola, Bogman. A Miami Dolphin is the number one selling jersey. I... I guess I'm a little bit surprised people are even still like buying jerseys right now with everything going on. But hey, we've got like well, a thirty percent unemployment, but we'll still watch uh, still buy jerseys. Yeah, but everybody just got that check from the government. Ah, that's yeah, a good let's point. go. Let's go. Let's go get our computers and jerseys. That's exactly what we <laughs> Yeah, Bogman, get those computers. <laughs> let's get another one of those things going on there. I'm actually surprised to uh though I had said if the Niners would have taken Judy, I would have um I would yeah. have bought a Judy one. Did you know well, this? Also, Florida is the only state that's open and has uh, places selling jerseys, right? So, uh, is, is that why? Oh, is that's, that why too. Uh, well, no, it, it's, it's probably like NFL.com, like their team yeah, store yeah, and stuff like that. Did you? I uh, mean, t- look, Tua. To, to, uh, I bet it's all those Alabama people buying Tua jerseys. I'm surprised. Our guy, I don't know if Will. Uh, I, I I was gonna say I'm surprised that he hasn't bought one, but I just don't know if he has. I know we got a Jerry Judy. Uh, because his wife is a big Broncos fan and he really just watched Alabama. But, you know, Judy going to Denver, uh, he bought a jersey there. Maybe he got a two one. And our guy, Justin, is a huge Bama fan, too. So maybe he did. All right, I tell so. Army guys. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, two rocking that number one, I think, too. I think he changed his number to number one. And the most letters on a jersey. Right. So, like, oh. you're getting a deal now that you don't have to customize it now that he's already on the Dolphins. That's a so, decent point. Uh, lots of lots of letters. I got there. an email from I don't know when. You know how like you just get emails from stuff and you're like, when was I on this? Like, how did I get <laughs> yeah. on this thing? But I get this one from I, I don't know if you know this. Breaking news: malls still exist. Malls are still a thing. I haven't been to one uh, in a long yeah. time, and I think through the this pandemic, I just forgot that malls existed. And I got this email from there's this. I don't know, sports store, some sports like memorabilia store that is in one of our local malls. And I, I realized like they used, they would send me emails and I just forgot about it because they haven't sent one out in, you know, three months or something like that. And they would send these emails out like when there were signings, you know, they'd be like, hey, we got, you know, blah, blah, blah. Usually it would be some local thing. Like we got David Johnson in and sometimes they'd have like bigger names. They, they had this list on there, like Dennis Rodman and stuff. But um, I hadn't gotten in a long time and I completely forgotten. So I got this email. And it was like, hey, we got signings coming up. And I was like, what? How do you guys have, how are signings happening here? This is crazy. So I click on the email because also at the top, it was Larry Fitzgerald. And I love Larry. And um, it was like, hey, we got signings going on. And it's kind of, it's really promoting like, you know, hey, this might be the last time, you know, that we have Larry in here, which 100% won't be the truth. Because once he retires, if he still lives here, he'll do them all the time. But I click on it, and it's first things first is these won't be public signings. And it's uh, (laughs) we can't have public signings, but we're still going to do signings. So we're going to have the guys in, 
And what their thing is, is you can like bring stuff in. But there's two other guys that are in the signing as well, Boggs. Uh, I think they're all at the same time. I'm not 100% sure. You have Eno Benjamin from ASU okay. running back like is going to come in. Yep. And Brandon Ayuk is going ah. to be there. And so that got my attention because like I'm, I like memorabilia and stuff, but like I'm not going to pay like whatever, you know, $140 to get a baseball signed by uh, Larry Fitzgerald, not a baseball, but a football signed by Larry Fitzgerald right. or something Especially like that. Especially a baseball sign. Yeah, Larry. 100%. I, I also, well, I gotta, I'll i tell you this on the other side of this break, this thing I got from Jerry Rice, which is uh, unbelievably insulting to everybody, but I absolutely love it. But like, so <laughs> I don't care about that, but I look at Brandon Ayuk and there's a temptation happening here. Brandon Ayuk, 20 bucks to get something signed. So you wow. can bring your thing for 20 bucks for my guy. But here's the problem, Bog. Just a little bit of past and uh, future happening here. You have to have the thing in by Saturday. I'm not here. I'm gone. Ah. People listen to this. I'm gone right now. So hint, hint, Bogman, if you want to stop by. and yeah, uh, I don't. No, you don't want to do that? No, okay. But I you don't. bring a football and get it signed by Ayuk. Yeah. Maybe a or little Niners mini helmet. I stay at home and not I, do any of that. What, what if I got a Niners mini helmet, got it to you, and you went and did it for me? Yeah, I mean, what if? That's a pretty cool. It's like the uh, new D- Disney series, the like, what if that's like Marvel a, series. What if the players just agreed to what the owner said? You know, <laughs> what what if Blake Snell didn't talk like he did? Right, right, right. All what right, if I no. was skinny? I got know? excited because only twenty bucks for Brandon Ayuk. I mean, his cards are going for more expensive, and I kind of want one. I wanted to bring a mini helmet, but the mm, times didn't work. Kind of want it, like okay. you just like. There's not well, here, we gotta go to more. Break. We got to okay. go to break. We got to go to break. Right. We'll be right back. All right. All right. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and smoking... In this league. Break it down. In this league, we're back. 
friendos, it's Bogman Welsh. Uh, this is the last segment for me. Bubba coming up in uh, hour three. So Bogman and Bubba be talking about some fun stuff. So stick around. All right. So what were you saying though? I was saying how much I just wanted my dear friend Scott Bogman to uh, right. bring like a Niners mini helmet or something, maybe a football for only twenty dollars for Brandon Ayuk to sign. But it's got to be brought to the mall. And then you were saying no in some capacity. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like what is equally as insulting to ask you to do because like the things that you know that I hate, I don't like autographs. I just don't care. Yeah, but all you're doing is dropping and an item off. You're not getting it signed. You drop it off. It has to be just brought to the people. That's it. That's it. It just has to be brought there. Yeah, it just ha- it just has to be dropped off. And where 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 does it need to go? Where is the location? I think it's the mall near you. So the Paradise Valley Mall. That's right, Paradise Valley Mall. Or Fashion Square. Uh pa- Paradise Valley. Okay. You, you know what, dude? If you bring me whatever it is you want to be signed, I can do that. That's oh, not an okay. issue. Maybe, maybe we can make so. this happen. We have a bad yeah, timing issue thought, happening I, here. So but. my thought process was uh, you are like I'm the dummy standing there getting something no. signed to later give to you. But no, I just no, no. They, pro- I even said their whole shtick was like it presented. The email was presented like, hey, we got uh, our you know first signing since this all happened. Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Ayuk, you know, Benjamin. I was, and um, for me, I was more like, what? Like, how are you guys doing this? But how does it get back to you? I guess is my question. They well, be- mail it back to you? Uh, or you, you just come pick it up. Like when it's all done, oh, like I would just come pick it up. It's okay. only at a store. Like the guys are going to go into the store. They're going to sign the stuff and then people just come and pick up their stuff. That's all that it is. And, um, usually what they do is they would have the guys at the store and people would come to the store and buy a spot and they do their thing. Um, you know, that would just be the whole shtick of it. So I was like, like, how are they doing this? That was what was getting me more than anything. And then that was what was set up. But check this out. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I, mean, I know you didn't actually, but so everyone knows Jerry Rice is my, is my goat is my all time favorite yeah. player of any sport. Um, he was like an idol growing up. I just loved everything about Jerry Rice. I collected cards and he had like books about yeah, him. We get it. You like him. So he posted something and I'm trying to find it and I'm not quite seeing it now, but it was a, Hey, um, you know, come and get like, uh, you know, personally win a date with Jerry Rice. No, it wasn't win a date, but it was like. You know, hey, um, have a one-on-one with with Jerry. You know, one-on-one video sessions with with me. And I was like, well, this is kind of cool. So I clicked on it. And it was like Whoa. one-on-one for three minutes, for five minutes. Uh, you can get a signed ball, a signed picture, sign all this. And I'm like, oh, what is this all about? How much do you think a? I think it was five minute one-on-one with Jerry Rice was. Uh, five grand. Oh well, you're. I mean, you're going way overboard. Am I way over? I mean, yep. yeah, that's way well. Think about this for a minute. Is all this money going to like charity? And I, stuff? I think it's going to the foundation of Jerry Rice. I, okay. I think what it what it probably <laughs> is doing. That's my guess. Okay. But like, think of like cameo. Uh, five minutes only. Yeah, think of cameo for a minute. Like cameo out there. Okay. You know, people do thirty second videos and That's stuff. Like, like five hundred bucks. It's exactly what it was for five minutes of a one on one with Jerry Rice. It was five hundred dollars. Let me just ask you something: Is there a single human being, even as much as you like Jerry Rice, we all know that, but is there a single human being? that you would pay $500 to talk to for five minutes because there's just not one that no. exists. But but that's my point. Like I'm not, here. I just found the tweet. It was with this. What was this called? Vid sig thing. Um, th- okay. So it, it, and the answer is no, by the way, okay. like absolutely not. 
I can't think of us. I mean, Jerry Rice is at the. If you want to build the top He's of the at list, tippy top, and that's just that's ridiculous. That's it's ridiculous. Yeah, like the best actors, you know, like stuff like that would be at the very top of the list. Like Leonardo DiCaprio would be pretty cool, but no, three minute live video with Five Jerry Rice, Corey Black, and it's not just talking. Like, yeah, well, uh, well, I mean, dude, your videos now, that you want are a little bit more expensive. And now we're moving, but Those custom yeah, ones. I mean, three I'm minute like, live video with Jerry Rice, three minutes. $400, a five minute. Like Neil Brennan said, man, we're all cam girls now. Yeah. So. Five minutes, $500. If you would like to get a, a live, I don't know what this means. A live video signing, I guess on the video, he'll sign an eight by 10, $180. Um, a live football, $350. And check this out. This is my favorite one. Get a video shout out. It says, get a shout-out video from me with a message you provide. This is Cameo, $500. This is just, yeah, that's it. That's just just Cameo. It's just Cameo, but it's on this site called VidSigs. It's probably for, like, um, athletes and stuff like that. I'm going to make my own Baggio. So, uh, (laughs) you know, you you shoot me me, a DM on the Twitter machine, tell me what you want me to say, and get your own Baggio and I'll look 20 bucks. Yeah, let's do it. From- let's do it. We're doing our own cameo. Same thing. Vimeo at the Welsh. I, what are we doing, Boggs? So it's it's Welshio and Baggios. Welshio and Baggio. What do we do? Right. Uh, 30 second it, video? Yeah, 30 seconds. You tell us what you want us to say. Maybe yep. we're going to insult one of your friends. Whatever it is. That's fine. 100%. Uh, j- j- just uh, tell us what to say. As long as it's not self-deprecating towards us, that's fine. Uh, you want us to make fun of you. You want us to make fun of your friend. You want us to say nice things to you or nice things to your friend all on the table. As long as it's not disparaging to me or the Welsh, uh, we will do it. 20 bucks. And here are the details. This is a real thing. This is happening now. Uh, Vimeo at the Welsh or what is yours at Bogman? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just Bogman? Why, why do you keep saying Vimeo? It's Venmo or Venmo. I'm sorry. Cause I'm thinking of video sites. Venmo yeah, at the yeah. Welsh. And then at- I have sending the wrong, the money in the wrong place at Bogman. Yeah, at Bogman. Okay, yes. those are the so you put um, the you, you got to say Boggy or Welshio so we know what it is, and then you say what in the message say what you want us to do, and an email where to send the video. So you could be like, "Hey, I just want a shout out," or "I want to one of my friends, I want you to do this," or Bogman, I want you to do the Bogman impression, or whatever it is. You just give us the message and where to send it, and you send twenty bucks to those. You can have your own personalized Baggio or Welshio video, and we'll cut out the middleman right. of Cameo and all that. And we're look at that. We are like three percent of Jerry Rice's price. What a deal! <laughs> yeah, why get Jerry Rice when you <laughs> get Baggio? <and> the Welsh? <laughs> That's a great selling point. That's a great selling point. And then we got to figure out. You know what we could do for a premium? Fifty dollars. <laughs> we will do one together. But well, we probably have to oh, do it on like okay. Zoom or something like that. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like, see the 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 instant um the the instant thing for me is once I said, hey Welsh, you bring me whatever it is and I'll go get it done. I know that's not happening, so I'm off the hook for it. So the no, wait, what? But like when when I said, hey, look, I'll go uh I'll go get your thing signed. You just bring it to me and I'll go get it done. I know that's not happening because you're not going to. I would, you know what? I would 100% do it, but I can't today because tomorrow yeah, I leave see? for camping. I literally yeah. can't do it today. That that was my uh, that was my sadness. Yeah, and there's no way. Where would you even find a 49ers mini helmet at this point? 
Oh, I don't know. You have Maybe to go to one of those places. The store. Yeah, they yeah. have to sell one out the store, hundred percent. What you you? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, but but you think they probably would have ordered that by now, right? Like uh, yeah, they probably got the mini helmets in there. If they knew Jerry Rice was coming in, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Brandon Ayuk. We're talking about Brandon Ayuk. Oh, remember. Brandon Ayuk, yeah, of yeah. course. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I have to buy the mini helmet and then twenty dollars for Ayuk to sign it, which would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like three Welshios could pay for probably all of that. Yeah. I mean, look. Uh, are you gonna? Are you going to grease the wheels a little bit here? Am I going to get anything for the effort? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could probably uh, buy buy uh, a burger. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then maybe it's on the table. We'll okay, see. maybe it's on the table. I, You know what I think we're going to have to do? I think we have to make some artwork for the Welshios and the Boggios. <laughs> now, mean, should they just I, be cut? Now, here, here's maybe what you need, we need to do. Maybe we need to uh, centerize it here, and it needs to be the ITLios. Uh, I-T-L-E-O yeah or maybe we need a better name do we need, because like are they maybe we just don't have to rip off the cameo name we could do anything we want so yeah we could fine. do anything yeah I mean I kind of like the Welsh Obakios <laughs> BBWOs uh, no <laughs> no no not those uh, I'm not into that so. oh, okay so there you go I mean, I mean beggars can't be choosers but you know sometimes beggars are Choosers. I think it's yes. I think it's pretty exciting and people can put in like requests and stuff like that and you know and what are our videos again are they 30 seconds yeah, 30 Maybe up seconds. to a minute yeah, if we yeah. want. Yeah, up to a minute or something like that. And you could tip us. You could throw a little extra on there and, you know, grease the wheel. I like. I love these. These are fantastic. Some characters. <laughs> the best idea we've ever had. Yeah, this might, this, hey, this might help out because we may or may not have lost a daily show. And I may or right. may not have had a salary cut. And we may have not lost Patreons. And we may not have lost another gig, too. You know who never would have thought of this? Who? The Chicago Bears. Uh no, hundred percent. Because not. it's a good idea. Well, okay, <laughs> the, these are Bogman's A plus <laughs> transitions today. Well, Bogman, <laughs> tell me why. Well, I just saw this article, and I like you have to tell me the Welsh. If you're a Bears fan, is it better that the the Bears never talked to Deshaun Watson during the 2017 draft process at all, or is it worse? Because they traded up with your Niners to mm. get Mitchell Trubisky, and he has done, you know, what amounts to nothing in the NFL. Right okay, now. let me raise so. you one then. Let me raise okay. you and and say which is worse. Which is a worse situation here? Is Being it, a Bears fan. Is it, yes, agreed. Is it worse that the Bears didn't even bother doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson and be one of two teams in God knows how long to trade one spot in the NFL draft and gave up theoretically a lot, though the Niners didn't do that much with it. Is that worse? Or this uh, thing that came out over the last couple of days that the Seahawks offered Russell Wilson to the Browns in 2018 <laughs> for a first round pick, which is more short sighted? You know, um, okay. an easy answer here. Yeah, it's the Bears. So no, it's the Seahawks. What no, are you talking it's about? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. So. Look, the Seahawks offering up Russell for a first actually kind of makes sense because they would have gotten that first pick in the draft. Who knows who they would have taken, right, with all five of those quarterbacks on the board. Uh, you know, maybe it was Josh Rosen, but it could have been Lamar Jackson. So who knows? And they would have saved all of the money by not re-signing Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson's contract has hamstrung the Seahawks for sure. Uh, they can't sign good offensive linemen, so Russ is running uh, – for his life all the time. And, uh, the defense, uh, has suffered a little bit too. I mean, that's why they're not gonna, they, they would be able to bring in Jadavian Clowney. So like 
that is that could have changed both franchises. I understand that. I now I would much rather have Russell Wilson than have the number one pick in that draft. So it was dumb that the Seahawks did that. But at least you could have helped the rest of your franchise with that. Not doing your due your due diligence if you're the Bears. Why why are these people running teams? You know what I mean? Like you have you have to you have to replace a quarterback. You have to have a good quarterback in the NFL to be successful. And you don't even go out and interview the number two guy. Like even if Trubisky was one, uh, and on a lot of boards he wasn't. But even if he was one, why wouldn't you interview two? Deshaun Watson, the guy that just won the national championship with Clemson, you just don't even bother talking to him as a franchise that's looking for a quarterback. That's utterly ridiculous in my eyes. I, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, that's crazy of how different this was because I was like, this is, I mean, for the Seahawks to put Russell Wilson out there. Was that the first overall pick in yeah, 2018 the, by the, the Browns? Browns? Yeah, that was, that was when they took Mayfield. Yeah. So so they could have they could have traded Russ and took Lamar Jackson or Saquon. Well, they were going to. No, but it was for the first overall pick. So wouldn't it have been theoretically for Baker? Well, if the, if that's who they wanted, but remember there were five quarterbacks in that draft that went in the first round, and they were all kind of the same. Could have been Sam Darnold, and that's USC where Pete Carroll used to coach, so he probably paid pretty close attention to Sam Darnold. Josh Allen was in there. Uh, Josh Rosen. I just think tra- trading a, a Super Bowl caliber, Pro Bowl caliber franchise leading quarterback for a draft pick is the most oversight. Like it. I don't think it's the most oversight though, because like they had to pay Russell Wilson so much money. That was the reason that they were even but you pay the guys because they're work because they, they have done enough to prove that they are a great quarterback and he still was. So I get what you're saying, but like he did it from a perspective that it's like, well, this is a given. They would trade away a guy for financial flexibility, their franchise quarterback for a rookie. Imagine what a disaster had they taken anybody but Lamar Jackson, which they yeah, wouldn't have taken Lamar Jackson. Been- a lot of teams win the Super Bowl in that window of when the quarterbacks are playing on their rookie contract. That's exactly what the Chiefs just did. They just won the Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes playing on his rookie contract because they can afford to go out and pay the other positions. So when you have to pay your uh, your quarterback, uh, it just shoots through the roof. By the way, last year, uh, Russell's base was only five. Uh, but his signing bonus was 19.2. So uh, this year he's going to get 18 and his signing bonus is 13. So he's going to be making the cap hit is $31 million, you know, against uh, whatever Baker's making. Let me go look. And, and that's, and you know, they, they don't have uh, good edge rushers now. I mean, I would uh, listen. I wish they did it. I wish as a 49ers fan, I wish the Seahawks did something. That's oh my stupid. God. Take but a like, crack at what Baker Mayfield's cap hit is this year. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's probably I have no idea. Nine million. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. But he's I also mean, not that good. Yeah. <laughs> but like so like your point is like yeah. the girly but, good quarterback but, but if, is worth a lot and the Jackson, crappy quarterback isn't. But, but they would have taken Lamar Jackson. Jackson. If they were trading for that first pick, which is the first overall, the assumption is you're taking a quarterback, right? Like what was their second pick in that draft? Would they have taken one? Uh no, Saquon no, no. Was the second pick. 
Okay, but no, I'm saying, what was the Seahawks' second pick in that oh, draft? Oh, I don't know. I because, think that was their shot penny draft. Because that, like, is the argument they there? They could have taken Lamar there. They could have. T- well, the, yeah, is the argument they could have taken Saquon, who was like, you know, maybe a top guy, and then they would have traded back up. Because here's the problem: if they would have made the pick and not taken a quarterback, wouldn't people have been scal- scathing? Would they have made another move to then maybe get? Uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, sure. If they, they would have taken someone, I mean, if I they would have taken Saquon no. and got Lamar Jackson, holy crap! But that's like crazy speculative. The idea oh. that a a the Seahawks would have presented him for a first round pick, or the Bears just didn't do their scouting because they were so locked into Trubisky. I don't think it's close. I think the Bears are a dumber organization for sure. But I yeah. think the the idea of trading Russell for a first instead of uh, only taking Trubisky and not talking to Watson, it's clearly the Seahawks. No, I I just don't agree. Uh, well, here's I what you got to do. Here's what you got to do. You got to ask Bubba. So we got to. I, I got to yeah. get out of here. I'll ask Bubba. Yeah, he he's the tiebreaker. Everyone can listen. Uh, tweet us is the Welsh Bogman Sports and Tay do the uh, the uh, Welshios and the Bogios That's at right. the Welsh and at Bogman on uh, the uh, Vimeos and we will send those Venmo. personalized videos. Venmos. God, I can't do anything. I got to get out of here. I'm out of here. Hour three coming up. Don't go anywhere. Peace. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.